What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Double Coverage. I'm Dom with the Great Man Sauce, and we hope you're still living, loving, and breathing sports. Saucy, how you been? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Uh, back for another week. Uh, big pod uh, coming up. Obviously, we've got uh, AFL back on the agenda. Season 2021. The fans are back at the footy. Uh, everything's back to normal down under. So we can, uh, you know, the, the fans can get down there and give a couple of boos, give a couple of uh, uh, what the F are you doing, umpires. And um, it's going to be good stuff. It's going to it's going to be good stuff. Let me just tell you, I'll be sitting there on Saturday and watching all the games back to back to back. It's going to be awesome, man. It all starts, obviously, tomorrow night, but we will get into that. We've had EPL this week. We also had uh, some Champions League games, NBA, of course, post-All-Star post, uh, break. And, of course, a couple of our boys are uh, putting on a clinic. Uh, and then, obviously, UFC, we had a decent card that passed. Obviously, a few UFC announcements, hobby talk, Saucy Smokey, and hopefully... Uh, Saucy uh, makes up for his poor performance in the Le Mans of the Week from last week, where he gave Ronaldo the Le Mans of the oh, Week. Well deserved. Which he fucking... lost his team there. He it lost his team to Ty Dommer. Yeah, it was a disgrace. <laughs> None of that shit ever again. Uh, but anyway, let's get into where we like starting every week. Uh, the NBA standings, of course. Philly still first. Brooklyn a second. Milwaukee third. We're going to talk about this team in a moment, Sauce. The Miami Heat a fourth. Charlotte a fifth, Boston sixth, Atlanta seventh, New York eighth. They've been playing really well. They were unlucky against Brooklyn uh, yesterday or the day before. Chicago ninth, Indiana a full from grace in tenth, Toronto eleventh, Washington twelfth, Cleveland thirteenth, Orlando fourteenth, Detroit fifteenth, and over in the West, Utah first, Phoenix second, your boys a third, the Lakers fourth, the Clippers fifth, the Denver sixth, the Portland seventh, the San Antonio eighth, the Dallas. Ninth of Memphis. Oh, sorry. Ninth of Golden State. Tenth of Memphis. Eleventh of New Orleans. Oklahoma and twelfth. Sacramento thirteenth. Houston fourteenth. And the Timberwolves. Only one game behind Detroit for being the worst team in the league. So that's what we've got there, Sauce. Embiid. Obviously, let's move into some news. Embiid hurt. Hyperextension. I think everyone was holding their breath. Yeah, most definitely, Dom. To get this result. Uh, because as we said last week, we thought that this is going to be the team to, if anyone's going to stop Brooklyn in the East, it's going to be them. And when we saw Embiid get hurt, like you don't want guys to have a free run yeah, through their conference. You want a bit of a challenge. So you want the Bucks fully fit. You want Philly fully fit. Like You want to win a title and hopefully try and beat teams at full strength. So he's all good. Uh, you know a bit more about this injury. Uh Give us an update in terms of like what happened and the yeah. So anyone who who didn't see it, he he went up, he dunked the ball uh, and just landed awkwardly. And you, you, we've seen this before many a time with with a knee, you know, bends back, uh, sort of uh, hyperextension of the of the of the knee, um, and you know that's a bad sign because that sometimes can potentially be uh, MCL or ACL damage. Um, Lucky enough, scans cleared him, no damage, obviously just bruising in the knee, which is, you know, the, the, the best possible result that can come out of that because, you know, if it's MCL, that's six to eight weeks. If it's ACL, well, that's 12 months, you're out. So, um, yeah. you know, best possible result, they reckon he's going to be out two to three weeks um, and, you know, not for anything. Uh, 
that's that's the best you can hope for. I mean, you don't want any player to get injured, especially your best player on your team and MVP candidate, if you ask me, the way he was leading his team to the the first uh, seed in the East. But thankfully enough, he is good. Um, I mean, not majorly injured, and he will be back. Um, on a side note, We'll see how maybe that, if that did affect his card prices. I don't know. I haven't looked at them, but that's something that we have seen previously where guys get injured. Maybe people forget about him because he's not playing for, you know, a few weeks. Uh, and if his cards do dip, I mean, you know, what better opportunity than to pick him up? Because if he comes back and is ready to go in the, for the playoffs, I mean, the guy was averaging so like want. 38 points or something, like 35 points. So he's absolutely dominating, Thomas. So, um, yeah, look, good news for Philly fans. Good news for us here at Double Coverage because we, we obviously we, we got a bit of a soft spot for Philly with our boy Ben Simmons being on the team. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I genuinely think I just want to see Joel Embiid have a good run at it because I just think this year they've got a better dynamic on that team. There's a better dynamic. They've got better, more shooters around. They've been able to space the floor better. Um, and I just think they're they're a better team this season. They are. And, and they, they are, are playing that way, better. you know, num- first in the they, East. They, I don't know if this is like an awesome result for Philly or an indictment on the Chicago Bulls uh, basketball franchise. But they had no Simmons and Embiid playing during the week and they beat them by over 20. So I spoke I about that, Tom, didn't I? I mentioned it to you. I'm like, that how do you great. how do you get beaten by 20-plus points when they don't have their two best players? Like, that's that's, a shame. that's, that's a, astounding. That's and, bad. like, you had to look at Chicago. Who did bad. they have out? No one. They had their whole team. <laughs> Pretty much had their whole team. Sad, man. That shit's terrible. Uh, a bit of other news, obviously, LaMarcus Aldridge throughout the week. Yeah, it looks like he's going to get bought out. He's on the move somewhere. Uh, he's been linked to every club under the sun. I think the joke now is that every player's linked. He's going Brooklyn, to the Nets. So. He's going to the Nets. Drummond's yeah. going to the Nets. Who else is a free agent? PJ Tucker's a free agent. He's going to the Nets. Everyone's going to the Nets. Yeah, it's true. Bloody hell. And the Nets, they're on fire at the moment. So on everyone. I mean, they uh, could do with so PJ Tucker because at least he plays decent defense. They are 26 rated in the league, Dommer. Still. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Anyway, just watch Philly. Uh, that's a that's a very good point. Let me let me get it up for you, brother. I want you to get Philly in the offense and defensive rating. That that's what I'm interested to know because. Uh, It'd be a very nice matchup. That's all I'm going to say. When they verse each other in uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. Everyone keeps saying, oh, that's if they get there and they play each other. Just just stop. Here we go. But the only thing derailing Philly is what happened to them last year, is injuries. They should have won the, the title the season before. Like, come on. People have lost their marbles. Philly are no good. Uh, what am I looking for here? All right, so defensive yeah, I'll, defensive I'll rating there's uh, as a team is 108.4, which is league second. They are second in the league in defensive rating. Wow. And offensive rating, they're 12th in the league. Wow. Okay. Whoa, that's interesting. Anyone listening to that? Anyway. Okay. It's better than our first and twenty-six. The word of the fuck they are. Yeah, they're first and twenty-six. The that's, that's 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 pretty good. That's pretty good. You know, they've got a top-five uh, defense. 
Oh, well, they've got a top two defense and a top 15 offense, almost top 10 offense. Yeah. So that's all right. Anyway, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Zion, your boy has been dominating. Uh, he killed it again today. Um, he killed it, but I want to talk about D. Lil. Dame Dollar. He had 50 today, dropped it on them. Uh, he shooting absolute bombs. Uh, I don't know what else there is to say, bro. Like, he's just one of those guys, sometimes he just doesn't get the respect, Damon Lewis. He really doesn't. Like, do people forget forget who he is because the the franchise that he plays in, the market that he's in? I, I thought Portland's a pretty good team. I, He'll do the same thing as he did in the playoff I mean, last year. Put on a he, not, He'll not dominate. Only, not only did he have 10 assists, Dommer, not only did he shoot 6 of 13 from the three-point line, but he shot 18 of 18 from the three-throw line. Didn't miss a free-throw. That's it. No comment on him. He's just, just a gun. Uh, and then a, a, a couple, few, a few others... Uh, SGA has been balling, absolutely balling. Source keeps telling people he's severely underrated. People don't want to give him credit where credit's due. That is fine. Uh, we'll keep buying his cards. Uh, we'll gladly keep buying them. And then when he's an absolute gun, and like I said, I'm on him now. Like I said it about a month ago when we did a comparison between Morant and SGA and almost blew, well, when we interviewed Conrad, Sam Conrad. Almost blew Saucy off his bloody seat when I said that. He was just like, "What are you talking about, Morant's your boy?" I said, "Yeah, he's my boy, but SGA is better than him." Like, I mean, just look. I'm not saying like you know he's one of the guys that you you know in 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 terms of cards you should be picking up and looking to the future. Have a look at that franchise and how they've they've positioned themselves with all the draft picks they have stacked up. With all the draft picks they've stacked up and all the young guys that they're playing, and what Dommer, where are they sitting in the rankings? What they're sitting not that far out of the out of the. Well, they're sitting in the playoff spot. Let me reopen that. I uh, close that. I shouldn't have. Uh, I think they're twelfth in the West, and I'll tell you how many games out they are. If it loads, they're twelfth in the West, and they are. Where are they? Twelve and a half. They are four games from the eight seed. Right. Oh, well, they've got the playoff. But yeah, then you get the playoff. So you just got to get in the top 10. Well, 10. So they're two and a half games behind. Thank you very team. much, right? So he, he's a guy who's literally, you know, he lost the best player on his team, CP3, right? Yeah. And he's come out and just gone bang yeah. in terms of being able to lead his ball club. Now, let's just go have a look at his stats. The man is averaging 23.6 points. That's, that's another 4.6 points off. On top of last year, um, he's now averaging double the amount of assists what he was averaging last year, um, and he's shooting forty-one percent from three on five attempts a game, Dommer. That's pretty good. So he's he's just gotten better. This is he's in his third season. He's twenty-two years old, right? The re- and and I'll tell people like, and the, this is the the reason why I was so big on SGA when they did that trade with where PG went to. Um, uh, Clippers. Clippers. The the Clippers organization did not want to trade SGA. They did not. No, right? they didn't. It's and true. the fact that you've got and and OKC, okay, well, if you want him, we want we we want SGA. 
You ain't getting PG unless you, he was still under contract PG at that time. So yeah, the no, fact that you've got two organizations like that who truly believe that he's going to be a special player, that that yeah. clicked to me. And that's where I was like, when you've got two organizations one, one that really want you and yeah. you're 20 years old, they must believe pretty in you. Good. You must be you must be special. You know what I mean? It's always pretty good when you've got one team wanting you and one team not wanting exactly. to get rid of you. So that's, that's you can, honestly, the best thing you can ever want as a player. And he's coming, come on leaps and bounds. And as you said, Sauce, I completely agree with you, that Chris Paul experiment with him was probably the best thing that's happened to him yeah, in his career. Exactly. And all the best thing that's going to happen to him in his career in terms right. of growth. Think about it. Yeah, exactly. That's... Because CP3, as I've said this many times, one of the like greatest he, leaders now, yeah. on a basketball court. He's now got the foundations, SGA, to be a leader and the guy in the team. And he's also got the fundamentals now to be like a Curry and a Wade that if they get a gun down the track like a super superstar, he, he will know, oh, I'll step aside. Put aside my ego. I know what it takes to win a title. A lot. LeBron James. Or LeBron really didn't do it. Uh, more like Dwayne Wade. And, and like uh, Bosch and... Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. Bosch. You know, those guys. Take a step aside. Like, all right. I'll be. I'll play second fiddle to this guy. If that means we're going to win a title, I'll do what's best for the team. I reckon it was a great experiment for, experiment for him. Speaking about great experiment, Source. We saw it come on in the bubble. All right. And I've sat here for... What are we in... 40 games into the season. So over half the half the season, yeah? You've mentioned it a few times. I said it once, I think, once. But I've kept my mouth shut. All I've kept saying every week in the standing is, standings is, my team's climbing. My team's climbing. That's all I've said. That's all yeah, I keep I'll, saying. I'll sit on this side of the fence, Dom, right. and say I never doubted you. I always had faith. No, I know. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. You never have. You've said it on here. You've said it to me. Off air too. You said I don't know why everyone's giving this team shit. I'll give you the stat that we were six and twelve without Butler. We had injuries. Half our team was in COVID protocol. Everyone was saying, "Oh, it's a champion. It's a finals hangover. They're struggling." Of course, we're struggling. We've got no team. You got to remember, guys like Hero and stuff play off through the system of the whole team being healthy. Yeah, I understand we lost Jade Crowder. That was a loss, like defensively and whatnot, but. Since we've had buckets come back, we are 15 and 6. And we've been the second best. Like, I know Philly's the second best defense in the in the league, but we've been the second best since he's returned. If that makes sense. They've been second best for the whole season. We've been the second best defense in the league since Butler came back from injury. And we've gone from outside the eight, like 13th or 12th, to the fourth, fourth seed in the East. Mate, look. Said it time and time again. You don't again. have to tell me. You preach it to system, the choir here. System, system, defense. And you know what the difference is with Miami? They play defense throughout the season, and then they ramp up the defense during playoffs. So they get even harder to beat. Jimmy Butler's playing some of the best basketball I've ever seen him play. So much more efficient. He's worked out his game. He knows his role, what he has to do. He, like He's been averaging 23 this season, but he's not the type of guy that has to go out there and average 34 points a game and jack up a million shots. Like He tries to get his guys into the game. Tyler Harrow is starting all to play gonna, pretty good. I'm going to sit here, Dom, and I'm just I'm going, you know what, I'm going to look up I'm gonna look up the, uh, where they're sitting defensively. Even with all your troubles that you had at the start of the season, now what, we're 40 games in, mm-hmm. the Miami Heat 
are the third rank defense in the league. I know. We potentially could finish on top of Milwaukee. And props to Milwaukee, by the way. I'll just give a mad, mad, mad shout out to Giannis, who's been absolutely yeah. born. Like honestly, Giannis All is right. playing just as good as he did last year, where he where he won the MVP, and you could nearly make an argument for him winning the MVP again. But I, I just, I just, I don't know if he does. I just they don't. They, they're not, they're going to spread. Around. They, they do the spread around thing. It's a media award now. LeBron should have had like six in a row. So. <laughs> Hey, on that note, no. on that note, my boy LeBron, triple-double today. Uh, we slapped the Timberwolves. Um, wow, you slapped, we slapped the Timberwolves. We slapped the Timberwolves, uh, as we should. I mean, Montrezl Harrell, 25 points at the bench. Look, I'm not the only one that thinks this. Montrezl Harrell is, a, is better than a bench player. He, like, he, he, yeah, he should, he should be starting. He should be starting. Um, and I just, I hope, I hope we can... Um, I hope we can secure Drummond because I mean, if we secure Drummond, obviously Marcus Hall's been uh, Marcus Hall's been given the the push out the door. I thought it was going to work. Uh, I was excited, you know, especially with his passing ability at the start of the season. But after watching games with him, uh, he, Father Time has really come quick for Marcus Hall. Um, his inability to move his feet on the perimeter was becoming an issue. Um, you know, they were able to get into the paint, you know, which was our strength last year, which was, you know, making it very, very difficult for teams in the paint, forcing them to be outside shooting teams. And let's be honest, there's only one outside shooting team that will ever beat you. And that's when, uh, that's uh, two guys by the name of uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Uh, other than that, there's no other guy or no other team that can have that consistent outside shooting. Because I don't care what you say, there's just no one is as good of shooters from three-point land as those two on a consistent basis. Even though Dame Lillard was good in that series, he didn't have enough support from his other guys. And when we started double-teaming him straight when he got over half-court, forced the ball out of his hands, we we made the other guys try beat us. Um, It was pretty funny... uh, you know, hearing everyone think that that, that Portland was going to take us out in the first round, and then we ended up beating them four one. Um, so uh, no one was yeah. in the Lakers last year. Like, who are we kidding? <laughs> the Clippers were the only team, and then they choked. So it was over the moment that happened. So, but it's been awesome since the uh, since the break. Obviously, a few injuries, key injuries to players. Hopefully, they come back healthy. And uh, the second half, we're on the push straight through to the playoffs now, and it's going to be very exciting times ahead. So let's close this up with, obviously, our season league leaders. Bill still there on, in the points, 32.3. Lillard, 30.5. And B 29.9. Chef Curry, 29.3. Giannis up to 29. Uh, Capella, 14.3. Gobert, 13.5. Valanciunas, 11.9. Giannis, 11.7 boards. Cantor, 11.6. Assists. Harden, 11.1. Westbrook, 10.1. Trey Young, 9.4. Luca the Don, 9.3. Chris Paul, 8.8. The Blocks, Turner, still on top, 3.4. Gobert, 2.9. Clint Capella, 2.3. Noel, 2. Boucher, 1.9. So that's what we got there for the NBA till next week. Oh, so one one quick right. note before we move on from NBA, and that's quick note is... Uh, quick mention, Atlanta Hawks, since they've fired the coach, they've actually been on fire. Uh, I believe what they've won one, two, three, four, seven games in a row since they fired their coach. Um, I mean, I don't know, was it all the coach's fault? Who knows? 
Um, I mean, some of the teams that have beat here have been pretty under, underwhelming teams, but uh, nonetheless, uh, winning seven in a wins row, a win. wins a win. And, hey, they are now sitting, what, seventh in the standings in the East and um, potential to get in the playoffs. And, I mean, that's that's what Trey Young needs that's for his cards. Um, that's that's what Trey Young. That's what everyone predicted at the start of the season. I mean, you know, our boy uh, G down at uh, Cherry Collectibles, Grayson, uh, did predict that he was going to win the MVP, which was probably one of the most outrageous things I ever heard in my whole entire life. Uh, Grayson, I have no idea what the hell you were thinking, but he might make the playoffs. <laughs> Mad props to G, but yeah, sort of speaking, good point. <laughs> All right, let's move on. AFL back on the card source. I'm super excited. This starts all uh, tomorrow night, 7.25 p.m. We've got the Tigers versus the Blues as the annual curtain raiser for the season, as we usually do. Uh, This is exciting, mate, really exciting. Um, Before we do get into our tips, which, of course, we do have a footy tipping competition. If you're keen to join, just head to our link tree, click on the, the top tab. Sign up, and then when you go to join a competition, use the special code DBLCoverage underscore. So our Instagram uh, name is the entry into the league. Yeah, Instagram so handle is the, is the password into the league. If you click yeah. on the link, it should really fill it out automatically. The yeah. It should fill it out for you. So um, if it doesn't, then that's the password, uh, our Instagram yeah. handle. We are... Keen for as many people to join, as we've said, uh, it's for free. It doesn't matter if you're from Australia, you're overseas in the United States or Canada or anywhere else that people follow us from. Uh, have a crack. It's for fun. And as we as we know, people living here in Australia, and it is our sport, but as we know, Source, it's always the people that don't know much about the game that always win the footy tipping. So that's been a very, very consistent thing. So... I think jump in, obviously, free prizes like at the end of the season. Why wouldn't you? Uh, have we got anyone in here? Let's have a look. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure it out, how, how I find out who's... Who... Anyway, competitions, here we are. I don't think we've got anyone in. It's me versus you, Source. That'd be good. No, we got a few in there. Showing 11 <laughs> members, there? mate. Oh, bang. Good start. All right. We're not going to do a preview of all the teams, all right, Source? We we definitely got to fix up fix up the the the, the thumbnail. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I was meant to do that. Apologies. But a few things have changed before we get into the game. So this week, new rules: total seventy five interchanges per game. Uh, hopefully, that could improve goal scoring, as they're saying. Uh, less interchanges means you're going to have to rest guys up forward. People aren't going to be able to run around as much, so maybe it becomes more positional uh, like it was in the old style of footy. Uh, Standing on the mark rule, you cannot move side to side. Uh, you just got to go up and down. Uh, if you move, it's a 50-meter penalty, uh, and the kick-in marks are 15 meters from the kicker, and it's the exact same rules applied as the standing on the mark. All right. Let's go and preview these games that they saw us, and we'll give our tips live on the pod. Richmond versus Carlton, game one. Uh, I know where we're both going here, so I'm tipping Richmond for you, Sauce. Uh, on Friday, we've got uh, the Pies versus the Dogs. Uh, I'll probably tip this one for you, too. The, the fact that Collingwood is 210 and the Dogs are $1.77 is a disgrace. Collingwood should probably have Carlton's buddy 
of the three dollars seventy because they are putrid and they will be no good this year. Big call, missing no the top good. eight, you reckon? Yeah, they're not making the eight. They're going to be nowhere near it. Uh, I'm going to uh, go with the dogs, man. That that midfield. I mean, yeah, we've seen this. Mine. We've seen this. The grab on the midfield. You know, look. I'm not going to predict anything too early, but hey, I, I I said you know last year leading into the into the to the finals that the dogs were on a bit of a run. Um, they've gotten better and they've put they've put 100%. more more games into the young guys last year. A lot of experience uh, put into those guys, and you know not for anything they've got guys there who have premiership experience, so they know what it takes. Um, so I'm going to go with the doggies uh, on with you on that. Nice. Point. Melbourne versus Fremantle at the G. Now, although I think uh, both these teams are pretty average, um, just because it is in Melbourne, I'm going to go with Melbourne. Uh, I'm picking Fremantle. Oh, bang! He's gone with his boy, Nate Fife. Yeah, he's my boy. I should just go for Fremantle. Uh, <laughs> Adelaide versus the Cats at Adelaide Oval. I think this one is a no-brainer. Oh, this is Geelong every day uh, of the week. Adelaide, Adelaide were trash last year, and I can't see him being much now better this year. There we go. The next game is a ripper. 7.25 on Saturday. The Toilet Bowl. Essendon versus the Hawthorne Hawks. This could be horrendous. Both teams are shit. I'm just, look, you know what? You know what, Dom? I'm a realist. Um, you know, it's going to be an interesting season for Essendon. Uh, we are not going to make the eight. If you're an Essendon fan out there and you genuinely think we're going to make the eight, you are delusional. Um, but... I'm just going to pick my boys. Just first game, um, you know, first game, Let's. I'm going to go with them. Yeah. Lions versus Swans. I think this one's at, it's at the Gabba. This is a pretty straightforward one. Lions, very young. Now, they've got three debutants uh, this week coming into the side in Goulden, Goulden, Campbell, and McDonald, I think. So, which would be good for those young kids to get a run, but I'm tipping the Lions. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions too. Now, the biggest game of the round, Sunday, 1.10pm at Marvel Stadium, North Melbourne versus Port Adelaide. Um, I'm not going to wear my uh, heart on my chest here and go with my side. Cause I, and if you want me Are to you finishing bottom here, four, Dommer? Is that your yeah. honest yeah, prediction? Come, yeah. 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 <laughs> What, what what were your uh, passionate uh, uh, cousins who are you know diehard North Melbourne say about that? I think they've come around. Oh, they have come around because last Family. time when you told when you told yeah. them last year that you were going to be trash, they didn't want to want to bar of it. They actually got upset at you. Yeah, well, you know what? As I as I say the same, I'm a realist, mate. What do you want? We were no good last year, and we're no good. Oh, you got year. rid of your but you got rid of your best freaking forward as well. Yeah, that's good that we did. He's not playing for the first six weeks either for Melbourne. So, you still want to tip Melbourne? Source, I'm just going to tell you, they've got no forwards. Wiedemann's not playing. Brown's not playing. You still want to tip Melbourne? They are going to be terrible this year. Well, you do know that their best... Their, well, look, their best player is five. Um, but their second best player is yeah. injured. He's done a hammy. Michael Walters. Yes, sir. I mean, I'm just saying he he's ki- he played, kicked forty, he kicked thirty five goals last season or something. I'll find someone. They got no Rory Lobb either, so Gorn's gonna have a field day. <laughs> uh, next, we have got GWS versus St Kilda. This is an interesting game. This is at Giant Stadium. Obviously, St Kilda are the underdogs going into this as they are travelling, but I think the Saints are going to be very good this year. 
Did we skip a game here? Or are you on to that one next? No, no. North and Port. You would have tipped Port. I tipped Port, yep. Yeah, I tipped Port. Yeah. GWS and St. Kilda. I'm I'm actually going to go and tip St. Kilda. Uh, you know what, Doma? GWS I lost reckon... Jeremy Cameron uh, out of there. Um, I mean, I just don't believe in them anymore. Like, where, where, lost, where is um... this? Just just a quick note here. Where is this football club going? What What is a pass mark for Greater Western Sydney this season? With all the talent that they have, they they would they were if people remember they were gifted talent by the AFL. They were the yeah. AFL said here here are all the picks here are p- pretty much the best. The, they pretty much got the best ten players over three years in the whole country to their team. Young players, I'm talking to, about. You genuinely want me to tell you what I want to see from them this well, year? What's a pass mark? Making the eight for them is a pass mark. Getting to the finals. But genuinely, all I care about, because they're going to do nothing. They're, they've got no Whitfield. He's got, like, uh, liver problems. Like, they lost Cameron. They lost um, the defender, went to North, Aiden Core. Yeah. Uh, they lost a lot of players. They lost Zach Williams to Carlton. Yeah. So they've lost some guys, mate. He's sure retired. Uh, they've lost a lot of players, like a lot of players. Uh, I, may, I'm, they, I mean, that, that just right there right. has maybe say uh, St. Kilda's going to win right. this game. Yeah. Uh, all I'm saying is, GWS, fans, I know you don't care because you're in Sydney and it's not, there's not many people that follow G, GWS, but keep doing what you're doing. That's my advice. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you've got a um, – I know a lot of teams have got academy teams now, but GWS has got the, one of the best uh, academy teams uh, academies to draw from in the league. Keep doing what you're doing because you are just a uh, academy farm for the rest of these Victorian clubs, mate. We just want to thank you sincerely from the bottom of our heart <laughs> because because you, you're making us better because you're taking all our picks because of your academy with your points, and then we're just taking you all back, mate. After five years working out that you're an absolute rebel of a football club, so that's okay. We'll take. Bang, we can give. Do you reckon we can give the arrow? Boom, he's got the. Fuck, I'm not giving that. Carrot, fucking Oh, don't bring that name up on this podcast. We're just uh, we're giving the arrow. I'm not not labeling it that. She can go stick it up the wazoo, mate. That lady's got no idea what she's talking about when it comes to AFL. Forget about, mate. If you want to talk AFL, you come listen to double coverage, mate. Don't worry about everyone else, mate. Free of charge as well. We give our information. West Coast, Gold Coast. Did you did you uh, skim West Co- over that game? No, that's the last game. West Coast, Gold Coast is the last game. Uh, that is a West Coast Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Win, Eagles, um, which they may struggle to this year. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't, okay. thinking about it. I bet I've actually thought about it. I thought they're loaded. They're so low. Like by the way, Alex Witherden is one of the steals in the pickup in the uh, off season. How the hell they picked up Alex Witherden and fit him in that team is beyond me. But a few guys injured. Ali, yo, osteitis, osteitis pubis. Uh, he's probably not going to play for a lot of the year. Uh, as we've seen, Josh Kennedy has struggled for seasons now. Multiple seasons. Um, I don't know. McGovern's always hurt. Shuey's always hurt. I don't know. It, Nat Nui, he has to stay healthy. Cully, I'm expecting probably to have a pretty big year. Uh, Tim Cully. Uh, second year in the system. But we'll see what happens with them and uh, we'll work it out. Now, Sauce, talk to me about some of your picks this year. Come on. 
for the eight? Where, where are you going? Who do you reckon? All right, so we're going to look. Obviously, we're going Richmond, Geelong, uh, locks, locks, right? Richmond, yeah. Geelong, locks. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the Saners in there. I reckon the Saners can make the eight. I'm confident right. they, that the Saners can make the eight. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I'm de- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna throw Brisbane in there because they've made the eight. They've done very well the last two seasons. So what's to say that? I mean, I do know that they've lost a few players, but you know they've they've been able to produce guys year the last two years and have young guys good. come up and fill those roles. So I've got faith in the coaching and what's being built there in that system. And, you know, not for anything, they believe in themselves now. So I think, you know, that's a big factor. So we're going to go, that's my, that's my probably my four teams that I think are going to definitely make the eight. Now, from there, this is where it gets difficult. Um, I'm going to throw the doggies in there. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the other one I think potential, have got a lot of potential. I reckon it's open slather after that. Yeah, I'm going to throw the doggies in there. And then from that oh, point port, on... Port, port, bro. Port, port Adelaide, yeah. Well, hang on. From that point oh. on, I'm going to go Port... Hey, look, although Port did so well last season, that's a flash in the pan. That's a flash yeah, in the pan, Dommer. That's true. Right? True. What were they doing the seasons before that? They've been trashed. Fair call. Right? We so thought they were going to be good. Exactly. Yeah. We thought they were going to be good previously, and they were underwhelming. So, you know, I'm not jumping. That's why I was confident to put Brisbane in there, because they just showed me two seasons in a row that yeah. they can match it with the best of them. Yeah. When they have the kicking boots on, they can win any game of football. It's true, 100%. Right? So that's why I was happy to put Brisbane in there. Now, Port Adelaide, different story, but I'm going to throw them in there. So that will look, I've got six there, right? I've got six. Those last two spots, let me tell you, it is a raffle. Uh, it is. A, there's going to be a team that's going to pop out out of the blue. Uh, I don't know. Uh, probably go the, the coasters. I'm thinking the coasters. And then to round out my eight, I don't even know. This is just, this is the toughest one. I mean, well, we maybe, maybe the pies... I don't see, look. Carlton. Oh, these are the teams that I don't see getting it. Obviously, uh, I, I don't think GWS is going to make the eight. I don't think uh, Gold Coast is going to make the eight. Um, uh, freaking uh, Essendon, Adelaide. Uh, so you're telling me North has a chance? Not North yet. Yeah, North definitely not North. <laughs> definitely not North. I was going through the teams. I'm going through the teams here, Dollars. Just, just hang on a second, all right? <laughs> So I look, I, I I think that eighth spot for me would probably, honestly, probably be out of pies. Um, I don't know much about Fremantle. I, I don't Dead believe eights. in them. Um, oh man, it's tough. Sydney, I don't think so. I don't know. We don't know. It's tough to round out that last two spots. I mean, that last two spots is tough. Um, I mean, people are probably going to think I'm nuts for putting the Saners in there, but I, I just think. They grew last year. They grew a lot as a football club. I reckon they did um, as well. And I think they're, they're on the up. They are genuinely on the up. They've got some They got some pickups. I mean, let's hope Hanabry can actually stay on the park this year. Um, and, yeah, they, they, they can build on that. Um, but, yeah, look, I don't know. That eighth spot, I don't know. Who knows? Put Who the, knows? Put, put, put the teams in a hat and draw it out of it. That would yeah. be just as good a guess as mine. Let's be honest. Um, Easy. One thing to note, though, uh, we do... Both, I think both of you and I uh, uh, come to the assumption that we genuinely think that Melbourne are going to be trash this year. Um, and the bookmakers have got them, the line on season wins at 10.5. Now, I think this could be, uh, we might even put this down, jot it down, under 10.5 wins for the season on the bookies. That's my season, this is my season bet. 
Uh, my one season bet that I'm giving under 10.5 wins for Melbourne Football Club. And that's paying a dollar ninety-five. So do do with it what you will. Th- maybe throw it in the throw it in a multi if you can uh, in, into Richmond to win the premiership, and that will probably get you a juicy freaking seven to eight dollars. Yeah, and uh, chuck something on that. Did you, did you want my eight sauce? Yeah, go on. Give us your eight. What do you got? Yeah, you actually want my eight. I've done a have lot you got an eight? You didn't tell me you had an eight. So if you've done one now, have you? I've done one, and I put a lot of hard work into this. Oh, here we go. You didn't tell me this. I went, I went through stats. Literally, most points kicked. I looked at it as if it was the NBA this year, source. Literally, looked through everything, all the factors that you can think of. Yeah, and I came down with the eight, and it goes Richmond, and that's it. But that's one team, Doma. It's Richmond. That's it. So what are you saying? It just, it just, this, 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 this I'm season. Calling it, I'm calling again, Sauce. Now I'm saying the preseason, not in the bubble this time, because you started the pot in the bubble. This time I'm calling it before the season's even been bounced. The first ball's been bounced. The Tigers are winning it. It's over. Cancel the season again. I'm saying it right now. Cancel <laughs> the season again, mate. I'm back serious. to back to back. He's calling it three there Pete. There's no team in the AFL that can beat this football club. Take the glasses off, mate. Stop being such a... Bl- Open your blinders, mate. Everyone's still looking like, oh, yeah, Cats have got the chance. Yep, you know, Port's got the chance. Just shut up. Just stop. They're the best team. All I keep saying to you, in and out, I said on the pod a thousand times, all they need to do, first of all, is get to the finals. All right? That's all they have to do. Second of all... Finish top two. Moment, which do. Yeah, second of all... The moment that they win a preliminary final and the grand final reads so-and-so versus Richmond, it's over. Once their name's in there, it's over. And people will say, and people will say, Doma, but they get to play on their home ground, the MCG. Well, not last year. They played on the Gabba and they still won. Oh, oh, and sorry. I also forgot as well, Source, that last year as well, um, there was two Victorian teams in the grand final that played interstate. I forgot that too. So, so, so just shut your mouth. All you interstate up. teams that just, just complain up. about just having to up. travel to Melbourne for the grand final, shut, shut. the hell up. You shut the hell up. to be looked after because the sport was created in Victoria. Blah, 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 blah. Just shut up, mate. Richmond's win the flag. I know I'm being obnoxious, but I have every right to because I called it last year and I was right on the money. All right, I was right on the money. We're gonna cut must... this. We're cutting this. Yeah, this is going yeah. on the. This is that that, that, that thirty seconds is going on. That's going on officially on the Instagram page this week. Second tip. Here's the second tip for him. I haven't finished yet. Dustin Martin is going to win the Brownlow Medal this year. That's the second tip. All right. Oh, I can't. The third tip, which Source alluded me to, and I agree with him. People say, "Oh, yeah, but." They'd be burnt out now. They've got nothing to play for. They got everything to play yeah, for this season. Yeah, they yeah. win this season. They potentially go down as the greatest team in the modern era of football, mate. The greatest team. And if Dustin Martin wins the Brownlow, wins a premiership, and wins a Norm Smith medal, and he goes four Norm Smith medals from four grand finals, mate, this guy is going to go down in history potentially as top two, top three ever to play the sport. Ever. 
it gets into LeBron James status, touching the likes of the Michael Jordans, which are Gary Ablett Sr. and LeBron and LeBron James, Gary Ablett Sr. and Wayne Carey in our sport. He's there. He's he's touching me. He's scratching at the door. He's scratching. He's potentially. He's there. If he does it this year, if he does what I just said, it's over. It potentially could make an argument. That's all I'm going to say. People need to start looking at this realistically. I know I can't stand Richmond supporters and t- like teams. I mean, that I, think so that's, I think that's pretty much every other supporter base now that they've been winning so much. There, yeah, they're but, on their high horse. But fair but, enough because they were they were down in the dumps for years on years on years. Um, so yeah, I mean, when you're winning, you got to be up and about. And the Richmond deserve the Richmond uh, faithful. Uh, they deserve to be up you and about. To- you deserve to, all right? You deserve to. Because your team's given you every right to yeah, be. 100%. I can't stand you for the life of me and for the life of this podcast. We cannot stand you as supporters. We gladly ha- have you listen to our podcast so you can hear me tell you that you're going to win a flag again. But I can't stand your crap. Anyway, every week. We're not good enough. Just shut up. Come on, you're winning the flag. It's over. It's done. I've called it. That's my top eight. Source gave his top eight. Oh, that's great. St. Kilda, Brisbane, Western Bulldogs, Port Adelaide, West Coast, and a raffle up for eight. And my top eight is Richmond. That is it. (laughs) We'll 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 chat that in the post. End end of segment. Let's move on to the EPL. Uh, Let's get to the results from the last week. Newcastle versus Villa 1-1. Leeds versus Chelsea nil all. Palace versus West Brom 1-0 to Palace. Everton lost to Burnley 2-1. Fulham destroyed by City 3-0. Southampton versus Brighton, uh, a 2-1 win for Brighton there. Then we had Leicester smack Sheffield 5-0. Arsenal beat Tottenham 2-1, which was fantastic for your boy, Saucy. Uh, We beat West Ham off an own goal, 1-0, which we'll take. uh, And the Wolves lost to Liverpool, 1-0. So, interesting stuff there. We're not going to... Like we're just running through the motions. We're, we're now, running so. through the motions yeah. now with EPL because this, 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 you know, as we've spoken about it before, it's tied up. Uh, I mean, you know, just, just look no further. Go, go through, uh, read the, uh, uh, obviously the Champions League scores, okay, and then I'll make, I'll make a, a bit of a. I will, note. I will. I'll just give you the matches for the Premier League for next, uh, next week. There's only four: Fulham versus Leeds. Oh, whoops, is this one? No, it's not. Fulham versus Leeds. Brighton versus Newcastle. West Ham versus Arsenal. Villa versus Spurs. So they're the only games for the EPL. And then, obviously, do you want me to give the table or are you going to go through the table? Uh, I mean, we're not, no, okay. we're, we're, not, we're not going to go through the table because oh, the ta- anyway, Manchester City is on 71 points, which is 16 points more than the closest, which is second Man United. And then we'll drop all the way down uh, to uh, the... Uh, the We'll drop all the way down to the, the bottom where we're... Actually, this is probably where more action where we should be focusing more of our time, which is the relegation battle. Uh, Fulham, uh, only two points behind Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle on 28 points. Fulham on 26 points. West Brom, Sheffield, good night. You guys are gone. But there's... I'm just looking at this. There is one, two, three, four, five teams in this. Like, Southampton's not out of reach on 33 points. It's only seven points. Three and a half games. Like, if they... They've been struggling of late, absolutely struggling. So, but the real one is as sort of like it's Newcastle, Brighton, and Fulham. Really, that's the 
that's the one fighting for and that maybe last. Burnley and maybe and Burnley. maybe maybe Burnley. But Burnley's but, you know Burnley's been able to edge out some results in their last few. So I mean they were able to get a, a draw against Arsenal, a draw against Leicester, and then they were able to get the chocolates against Everton, which was you know unbelievable. Great great win uh, there. That's it. All right, let's get to these uh, Champions League scores. Obviously, the Thursday results from last week. Uh, we'll bring them to you now. Liverpool beat Leipzig 2-0, 4-0 on aggregate. PSG drew with Barca 1-1, but beat them 5-2 on aggregate. And then this week, uh, Man City uh, beat Borussia Mönchengladbach 2-0, 4-0 on aggregate. Real Madrid beat Atalanta 3-1, 4-1 on aggregate. And the games tomorrow, uh, Bayern Munich versus Lazio and Chelsea's Chelsea versus Atletico Madrid, which we'll cover on next week's uh, podcast. What's the, aggregate, what's the aggregate scores currently on those? Uh, that is a good point. Two seconds. Uh, uh, 1-0 aggregate for Chelsea yep. over Atletico, which is an away goal. Yep. And then Bayern Munich is uh, 4-1 up. And those games okay. are on tomorrow, is it? Yes. And um, the Bayern Munich 4-1 is uh, an away score. So they got four away goals. So that that I might as well just put a big X through that game. Ah, uh, yeah. But that, Chelsea, that, Ch- that Chelsea Atletico one. That's going to be a good game. I might even That'd watch that great. tomorrow. I reckon. Um, so just a quick note. Obviously, you read the score out. Uh, Man City two uh, 0 this morning against Muchengladbach. Um, you know that put that was four 0 on aggregate. And I'll just I'll just say, like this is the mentality currently with Man City, right? They come out there, they're two goals up. I mean, you know, it's only two goals. Much and Blackback still probably in the tie uh, at two goals. They come out 18 minutes into the game. Uh, it's 40 on aggregate. Good night. They're literally coming out. This is the mentality of this team at the moment, Doma. They come out and they go, you know what? We're going to put this to bed in the first 20 minutes, and they did. They kicked two goals, and it was four 0 and they just and they just cruised to the finish line. Uh, they just uh, cruised. That's how good they are at the moment. They, Unbelievable. They cruised to the finish line. They had 67 percent of possession. A pass success of ninety two percent on that game. I can't believe it. They're just so good. Like and, and you know the scary thing, Sauce? You know the scary thing? The fact that this team is gonna win Lionel Messi an EPL prim, uh, title next year. He's going to a team to do absolutely fucking nothing. He's not making them better at all. He's going to the best <laughs> team and they're gonna gonna win. Oh there's no guarantee the people, gonna, there's and, no guarantee he's gonna go there yet. Or he goes, oh, sorry, all right. Or he goes to PSG and he just wins because there's no other team in the competition. He could kick or 50 he... goals in the league on la- next oh. year if he goes there. He honestly could kick 50 goals in the season. He actually could. <laughs> I'm not saying... He... Or he could stay. He could stay. He's not you staying. Never know. He's not staying. You never know. Their team's actually pretty good. They've got some young kids in there that are... Yeah, but bad. let's be honest. He wants to win more titles, and that's not going to happen at Barcelona right now. Yeah, they're they're in matter. a development stage. Uh, they're in, they're moving on to the next. They're trying to find their next, uh, you know, star that's going to, you know... Harlan? See them. Um, and that's what I mean. Uh, he, I think, you know, it's... Would, would he stay if he gets Harlan? I don't think so. I still don't think so. I, I honestly think he wants to team up gone. with Pep. I think it was, and it's going to be a very, very interesting off season. Like I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Obviously, he's going to have to play for Argentina first uh, in the Copa America, and then you've got the Euros coming up. Um, so and but, World Cup next year too. Oh, it's going to be so good. Oh, I can't wait for all that. All right, moving on, right. Dama. Moving on to UFC source. Give us a wrap up. So UFC, I'll just give you as a wrap up. Look, I'm just going to put it out there. Only watch the main fight. Um, 
didn't didn't tune into some of the other stuff. Was a bit busy and haven't had a chance to go back and watch it. So we'll just run through uh, the main uh, card as I usually do. Uh, you had in the middleweight division. You had Eric. Uh, uh, Anders versus Darren Stewart, uh, a no contest, obviously an issue there uh, in that first round. Uh, flyweight division, you had... Was it a knee, I think, Source? The guy, he had him on the... Actually, I saw a highlight of this. He had him on the knee, and literally in the spur of the thing of him just uh, going hammer and tong on him, he's thrown a knee when he's on his knees, similar to the, the week before. I think right. he got DQ'd. I think he threw a knee, because he apologized to the fighter... For the illegal move, I'm pretty sure. Like, you correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I'm not. I, look, I can't. But, I can't speak. But I, so. think, I think he accidentally threw. If we are wrong on that point, and anyone watched yeah. that fight, uh, Eric Anders in, and Darren Stewart in the middleweight division, let us know. Hit us in the DMs and tell us uh, how wrong we were. And tell, and tell me and how you, much of lemon I am. <laughs> All right, in the flyweight division, you got Manuel Carpe versus uh, Matu Nikolai. Uh, uh, Nikolai winning uh, third round decision. Bantamweight division, you had Jonathan Martinez versus. Davy Grant, Davy Grant winning with a KO in the second round. Uh, featherweight division, you had Danny Edge in versus Gavin Tucker. He won with a KO in inside 22 seconds into the first round. Yeah, I know it was a big hit too. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. Uh, I, might, I, might, I, I, I might even watch that when we, uh, as we move on from this segment and uh, make a little cheeky comment once I see the knockout. Uh, and then light. Heavyweight division, you had Ryan Spann versus uh, Misha Kirkov, Kirkinov. Uh, Ryan Spann, KO in the first round, uh, minute 11 in. Might even have to go review that one because you know I love a quick KO in the first round. And then we had the welterweight uh, main event, which unfortunately, uh, where yeah, we had Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad. And you knew I was... I watched this fight. I did watch I watched the replay of it. And I was... And, um, I was excited for this fight. I spoke about it last week, Dom. I was like, you know, Leon Edwards has got all of it to lose. Bilal Muhammad has got nothing to lose. And that's, you know, this was an interesting spot for Leon Edwards. An interesting spot for Bilal Muhammad. Um, Unfortunately, a stray finger uh, in the haste of the fight. So, it it, it it didn't look deliberate. Uh, It looked accidental. Uh, It was deemed that way. Uh, Actually, Leon Edwards uh, poked Bilal Muhammad in in the uh, eye. And he couldn't see. He literally could not see. He couldn't see anything. I'll, 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 I'll sum it up for you because I also caught this fight too. Just just imagine, yeah, throwing... So he's a right-handed fighter, Edwards. Just imagine throwing your right hand, your power strike on your follow-through and following straight through, but the finger's going straight into your eye. He ge- his eye was ble- He genuinely, it swelled up that quickly. He could not open his eye. Bilal Muhammad. Yeah. There was blood coming out. Like, and look, to say the least, it's not. It, Bilal Muhammad was distraught because he knows what, what a big fight yeah. and what a big opportunity this was for him. Uh, he was distraught. He was, you know, he was uh, uh, sobbing. Uh, he didn't. He couldn't believe that his luck or that had what had happened to him. Um, so I mean, like, look, tough, tough pill to swallow for Bilal because he, he had. Everything to gain in this fight. Everything to gain. And, you know, at at that point in the second round, like, I mean, who won that first round? It wasn't really clear. It was probably, you know, on the fence after that first round. So it was anyone's fight, man. It was anyone's fight. So just just tough. Just a tough, tough uh, night at the office of Bilal Muhammad. Now, moving on, Doma, to next week. 
uh, uh, this week coming up, 21st, uh, main card starts at 1 p.m. You've got the prelim card, which I believe starts at 10 a.m. Uh, Australian Eastern Daylight Time, and the main card at 1 p.m. It's UFC Fight Night, Brunson versus Holland. Run through the main card. We've got uh, Women's Strawweight, Cheney Buys versus Monstrat Ruiz. Uh, then we've got the Welterweight Division, Keenan Song versus Max Griffin. Bantamweight, Adrian Yanez versus Gustavo Lopez. And then, Toma, get ready for this. We got, in the heavyweight division, Bam oh, Bam Tai Tuavasa, the Australian, versus Dontel Myers. And you know I like watching the heavyweights. And uh, let's, Bam Bam had a good comeback, I think, in his last fight. I believe he won, I think. I could actually check that. Um, and... So he'll be looking to obviously, uh, you know, win in his uh, his win his next fight. He won his last fight against uh, Stefan Struve, where he knocked him out in the first round. Uh, prior to that, he'd actually lost his last two fights, so he's coming off a win. Let's hope he can get a uh, another another win on the board and uh, hopefully move up the rankings a little bit. Then you had the and then the next fight in the co-main event is the lightweight division: uh, Gregor Gillespie versus Brand Riddell. That will be an interesting fight. Both those guys have only ever lost one professional fight, so um, you know, very two very very good records. A thirteen and one record against a nine and one record uh, in professional MMA. So uh, entertaining stuff there. And then middleweight division: Derek Brunson versus Kevin Holland as the main event. Um, that should be a good fight. Good, very good fight actually. Uh, you got Derek yeah. Brunson, the the wily old veteran, thirty seven year old against Kevin Holland, twenty eight year old. Uh, uh, Kevin Holland's actually got quite a bit of reach on him, um, and you know I would expect potentially uh, Kevin Holland, who's won his last three fights, so he's coming off three wins in a row. Uh, Kevin Holland. Derek Brunson's only only fought once in 2020, and he, he won that fight, And but he fought two times before that in 2019. He's won that fight. So both these guys, in their last three fights, have had three wins. So this firms up to be an absolute cracker, uh, and I'm expecting it to be that way. So, uh, that to be good. Actually, very, very, very good card this weekend for just a uh, fight night and not a main, like a main card. So, I, I you know, I rate this card. So, I think it should be good we uh, very good viewing. Uh, tune in this Sunday, 1 p.m. Main card kicks off. Very nice. Also, just a quick mention, uh, we don't need to get into it too much. We'll obviously, as we did for the McGregor-Poirier fight, we'll get into it a bit closer to the date. Uh, the same with Khabib and Gaethje. But uh, Masvidal versus Kamara Usman 2 has been announced this week. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Source, you can say it because you said it also, to me. Also, it's not, also, there's... It's not don't... Paris anymore. Yeah. You just... What's that? It got, it got put to bed. Yeah, it got put you to said. bed. It got put to bed. Uh, you know, we we call him Kamara Snoozman, but because he's a boring fighter. But in his last fight, it didn't. It wasn't a boring fight. Let me tell you. And he, he you know, he showed us that he's got that power to to finish guys. Um, so look, he's going that way. He's going that way. You know, sort of in that sort of Khabib route where Khabib, you know, early on would just beat guys on the ground, out-grapple them, out-work them, you know, ground and pound them, just win the fight convincingly, like, by being just dominant overall, then evolved in being able to literally knock people out, and then being able to do both. That's sort of what Usman's getting to that level now. Yeah. You know, like, he is at that level, where, you know, he can knock you out, he can fight with you up on your feet, 
But you better watch out because if you ain't ready, he will take you down. And once he's on top of you, um, good luck getting up from that. Because Correct. he's just abs- an absolute monster once he gets you to the ground. Um, so, look, I'm excited. I'm excited for this fight. But I'm telling you right now, uh, unfortunately, even though I love Mansfidel, he's a gangster, he's got nothing on Usman. Usman's going to beat him again. And Usman beat him convincingly last time. So, Masvidal, yeah. I mean, I don't know what he's going to do different this time. He couldn't he couldn't go with him last time. And not for anything, Usman could take a punch. He's got a strong neck. I've seen him take some big hits and, like, yeah, he gets frazzled, but he's able to compose himself and go again. Go again. Yeah. So he's just a different animal. Uh, I mean, what's he, 13 fights in a row? I did mention, yeah. I, I had a look. I, I believe it's his Tops Museum is his, is his card that you should be going for. I think, I stand to be corrected. Someone did tell me and I completely forgot to write it down, so I don't know exactly. But there's a rookie card, Kamara Usman. It's not that expensive. I think it's only like maybe 200 or 300 bucks US, which in the scheme of things, because he's only got one rookie card, it's cheap. And he's won 13 fights in a row. I mean, if he starts getting to the point where he's been 15 in a row and he gets to the point where he's 20 in a row, I don't know how many times he's defended his title. I think it's like six or seven, I think seven title defenses. If he gets to like 10, 15 title defenses, that's like GOAT status. Like that's like, that's like George St. Pierre defended his title like 13 times. Yeah? Like that's getting to that level. So. 100%, I completely agree. I mean, you, you, I'm, I mean, I was looking at that card. I need to look it back up again. So anyone out there, I mean, I, I can't remember what it is, but I'll, I'll go back and find it, and then maybe I might share that one on the socials, uh, you know, maybe after I buy one. Um, and, but if you happen to listen to this and one of the, uh, you know, essentially the 70 listeners that we get per week, I mean, good luck to you, because I, I genuinely think that's that's a card that, um, you know, you're able to pick him up, uh, Usman, and he's able to go on and, and have 10-plus title defenses. I mean, he writes him down. In the, he writes him down. He writes himself down in the UFC history books as one of the greatest to ever do it. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, Lamont of the week source. Now I'm gonna. You made me aware of this last night, and I apologize. We, if you're on Clubhouse and you have the app, we do a pre-pod. Show so Saucy and I get together and we discuss a few things we want to go through on the podcast. And first and foremost, I want to apologize to uh, Splash Culture. First and foremost, because he jumped in at the very moment that we worked out what um, this week's Lamont of the Week was going to be, and I was in there just cussing and losing my absolute marbles. Now, I'm going to set the scene before Sauce is going to explode again. But the fact that it's – this guy is one of my golden children in the NBA, and Source loves him. He's our boy as well. But I'm not going to – you know I'm not going to tag this guy, Source, because it's not worth – actually, we probably should so he can fucking see it. Justin Kutcher, the Washington Wizards broadcaster, could be one of the biggest peanuts in the sport. I think I'm just going to quote the just like, quote just, I think Ben Simmons is one of, if not the most overrated players in the NBA. 
He's gotten so much love and attention that people aren't paying attention to what Tobias Harris is actually doing on the floor. That part, I can understand. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is Ben Simmons is a better player than Tobias Harris. When Tobias Harris was struggling before Doc Rivers came along, who was dominating in that team? Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. They were the two guys. I'm just going to put this out there. I'm literally going to put my foot down, man. I'm stamping the authority right here and right now. Before you take your take and lose your shit too. But this is directed straight down the line to the NBA media in different states across America that have that are so biased to their team, which are in their state, and they I completely agree. But some of the comments that you make like this are an absolute disgrace to your sport, to your network, and to yourself as a broadcaster. The only reason everybody thinks that Ben Simmons is the most overrated player in the NBA is because people like you, the media, keep talking about his jump shot and labeling labeling this guy as the most overrated player in the NBA. Four weeks ago, five weeks ago, six weeks ago, Ben Simmons can't shoot. Blah, blah, blah. He's got no jump shot. No, no, no. Giving it to his life, yeah? And all of a sudden now, oh, it's working with Embiid. Oh, he can shoot 40 and without taking a jump shot. Oh, he's the second best defender in the NBA. So now you love him because he's playing well. I like Ben Simmons' response. It was very good. And he just said, oh, look, another casual. I love it. Just shut you down. What he's trying to say to you, uh, Justin Kutcher, you might listen to this podcast and be like, oh, you're nobodies. No, no, no. You're the nobody. You're on Washington Wizards broadcast, bro. Like, come on. Come on. Come on. I, I believe I believe, I believe. the last time the Washington Wizards were relevant was 1971, Dommer. And that's when they were the Bullets. They weren't even the Wizards. 1971. So it's the last time that the Washington... Uh, the city of Washington were and they basketball the were, they like were relevant. Generals? Right? So, for him to go out and make these outrageous comments... I know what he was doing. He's trying to get clout. And the fact that Ben Simmons... They were called the Baltimore Bullets. Ah, oh, there we go. In 1971. They weren't even anything. They had nothing to do, to do with Washington. They weren't even. So, they haven't, you haven't been relevant full stop. That's it. <laughs> Zero. Nothing. At least Ben Simmons can say he made it to an Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, man. There's, like, some of these guys, the money they get paid and the comments that they make, honestly. Yeah, sometimes they're just, feeling, they're just feeling gap in the air. I'm sorry, that's harsh, but that's fucking reality. Some of the shit people say is ridiculous. I know they'll probably go and listen to my take and say, oh, you said that uh, Lakers would sweep Brooklyn and they beat them 4-1. That's okay. You can say I'm an idiot. And as I said, I gave you the perfect argument last week when I said, well, Miami almost swept uh, Milwaukee. They beat them 4-1. Did you think that was going to happen? No. Well, there's my point. Like... Got substantial evidence when you take the game to the team, anything can happen. But besides the point, I digress, as they say. 
Source, what's your take on this? Because you're the one that's going to drop the Le Mans at the end. Look, I just... Mate, I don't... <laughs> how... You, you summed it up perfectly. Who is building up... Who Who's overrating him? The media. Right? The media has put this mantra on him, put this, 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 this stigma on him, on Ben Simmons, about, you know... Whether they people were trying to compare him to LeBron in his early parts of his career, um, and whatever, right? But to say he's one of the most overrated players when he's he is the best defender in the whole league, statistically he's rated. He's actually rated very properly rated. And when not for anything, when when Joel Embiid was out uh, a game, he put up forty without shooting one three point shot. Right? <laughs> How can you be overrated? You put, you're putting up 40 points without shooting one three-pointer. I would say he's, he's properly rated. He's a very, very he's good, good pra- basketball player. A, a, an above-average basketball player. He's a top-five defender in the whole league. He is an elite passer. He's an elite... He's all defensive first team at the moment. All defensive... First team. So to say he is overrated is beyond a joke. There's more to basketball than just being able to put the ball in the basket on the offensive side of the ball. Go ask James Harden. He's very good at that side. He's not very good at anything else in terms of uh, defense. Uh, and, you know, where's that really got him? Nowhere. So, look, for that, uh, Justin Kutcher, you, sir, are... Disclaimer, there is a lemon coming. So anyone, turn down your speakers. Justin Kutcher, you are a lemon! You are a lemon, man. Straight out. Uh, look, I'll tell you what. Oh, when I watch uh, NBA Game Pass, and it's a Washington Wizards game, and I've got the option to actually select Washington Wizards bro- broadcast, I will be making sure I do not select that broadcast. Yeah, I'll be watching it in uh, Espanol. That's what I'll be doing. <laughs> what You're better off not off. understanding the commentators than listening to that lemon. Let me tell you. I hope you say, I'll tell you what, just just while we end this segment, some of the, the crop that we've got going into the mid-year Le Mans of the of the year's nomin- nominees, because I think we've got to have to shortlist them source. We've got to cut them down. Because we're going to have like 50 Le Mans by the end of the year. So I reckon by we're going to probably cull them mid-year. And then those people will be finalists for the end of the year. That's what oh, we're going I'm, to do. I've got, mate, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, there's, I mean, he's got to be up there with a leader. He's got to be right up there. Oh, it, it, the reason why I want to Him do the mid also... Oh, I was going to say you. The, re- the reason why I want to do the mid-year cull is so then Ronaldo isn't a finalist. That's why. I'm not stupid. Like, come on, mate. Yeah, no, but I'm all over it, mate. I'm all over it. Yeah, all right, they're rolling on, rolling on. Yeah, Let's move on. Rolling dude. on. Here we go. Into Hobby Talk. Uh, this is what a lot of people love listening to uh, each week. And we're going to start with a just a banger. An absolute banger. Because this is going to tie into exactly... The main point. So we're going to talk about greed uh, from manufacturers, manufacturers and grading companies. Uh, Cage lawyer from Luca Tigers Bronze also uh, recently said that it's like the house is always winning now. There's never an opportunity. Before it used to be like 
we say like a 60-40 split. Yeah? You used to pull good stuff, you get your value for money. Now it's like the house always wins. You're not even playing with house money anymore. Like the house is just playing with your money. Uh, and to perfectly uh, sum this up, we're going to bring a nice exhibit into this show, a special guest. Uh, and the special guest is uh, Panini Prism 2021 is our special guest. Talking about greed, pure greed in the hobby. Yeah. This is where I'm, and I'll give props to some people on the secondary market, and props will go to uh, Grayson and Cherry Collectibles. Like, when you have to resort, like, force a hobby store to resort to selling their packs for $100 to try and help their clients get value for a product, that's a fucking disgrace. That's a disgrace. The pressure on these guys, because, just an inside word, Panini, we're going to sell them for, I reckon, 400 USD. The reason I say that, we're all over it when it comes to this stuff. Uh, I think originally on Cherry's website, they had it up for 650, 700. So what that tells me, I haven't had anyone tell me this, like, and it's confidential stuff I wouldn't be sharing on this podcast anyway. But what this tells me is Grayson's clearly been in contact with a rep. He's the biggest store in this country, so you'd think so. He's got... And obviously, we shared that stuff that he did with Prism, and he said it's a big thank you to Panini as well. So that tells me also that he must have someone that he's very close with there, which is fair enough. That's why he gets stock and he sells it at good prices. But the fact that he was listing it for like, I think it was 650 or 700 on a pre-order and have to pull that down and change the pre-order prices tells me that what I've been telling and what Source has been telling everyone from the beginning, everybody in this market has the power over any company, any grading company, any card manufacturing company that you can think of. The only reason it got to that price is it got on the secondary market and people like Source and I, you the listener at home, you the viewer at home watching us right now, I'm looking down like I'm talking to you directly. It's people like that us, might not be us directly, but people like us, people in the hobby that are doing this. And then... They're the first people to come out and complain. Oh, it's too much money. And, the greed, and, the money. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it and, just kills it. And like, we'll bring it back and, and people will blame the breakers. But who goes and fills those breaks? You. Us, the hobbyists. Us. You. The people doing it. Right? So, you know, the, the prices have gone up. What's going to happen? The breakers are still going to buy this product. The breakers are still going to yeah. break this product. They're going to break it down, make it an affordable way for people to enter into the product. And idiots out there are going to buy going to into buy. these breaks. Think, think they're going to get something. I'll be honest. Somebody sent me something today, yeah, Source. They sent me something. It was a break. Someone's doing a break. I understand breakers are doing stuff, and that's fine. And that's because the product is what the product is at that price. And I get that, yeah? So that's why they send, like, they have prices at a, at a certain level. Anyway, somebody sent me something, and they said, oh, it's going to cost me this much to go into this break. Now, I've been talking to this person a bit, 
and I said to him, oh, you went on in this break recently. And the person's like, yep. Yeah. I said, what did you get? They go, I got fuck all. And I opened a lot of boxes, yeah? It was in like a multi-box break. They go, I got fuck all. I go, how much did you spend? Over 80 bucks. Okay. So I said, you lost all your money. Yeah, pretty much. Probably make $10. I go, so you're going to go spend another $82 on five boxes, five different products. So they're not from the same. You don't know what case they're from. You don't know because people don't do this research. They don't ask the question of like, oh, has the case been ripped already? Is it the last box in the case? Is the hit from that case already been pulled? Like this is like, when we say research on this show, this is the type of shit that you have to fucking go into when you go into breaks. This is the depth that we go into. Now, this, now you're starting to understand where we're coming anyone from. Anyone has ever said, oh, this is the reason why I only ever, ever go in, try getting half case breaks or case breaks. Yeah, correct. All right. Now you're starting to understand the mentality, like the algorithms that run through Source and I's head. And a lot of people that we're friends with in this hobby, listeners of this podcast, great people that have been telling you as our content creators. This is the process. So you don't know where these, these boxes are from. You don't know the, if the case hits have come out. All right. You got to know the print runs, first of all. I looked at the products in there. I went, there's no value in these products anymore. All right. First of all, so if I have to go sell the card, am I going to sell it raw for what I got to do? And let's put it this way. A lot of it's base cards now and base rookies and whatnot. Uh, you can't afford to go grade the cards anymore. So you're not going to get your money back on that. So you've got to literally look at the value of a break that's at this number. I'm not going to tell you what the number is. It's, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to give you the number. But what I'm trying to say is you got to sell these cards raw. Are you going to sell them for what you want raw? Probably not. You're gonna get, and it's a random team out of these five boxes. So you could get a shit team. I know breaks are a gamble regardless, but if you paid for a certain team, there's a bit more confidence there because you're like, okay, I locked in this team. Locked in that player. Pelican. Yeah, that player. It's like, exactly. I bought Pelicans. All right, I got Zion now. So they're all mine, no matter what comes out. And I said to the person, when you rip it, the one thing among all else, yeah, if it's the most minimal research you've done, are you going to break even or make you make your money back? And the person said, yeah, it looks like I'm probably not. I said, then you don't go touch it. It's simple as that. That person wants to buy and flip, yeah? And I said, do you want stuff for your PC? Yeah, who do you like? I like these people. Look at the print runs, the checklists. Oh, there's no cards that I reckon that I like in there. That's another thing. Why waste your money? Just because a broker's got five boxes of these things to entice you, for example, you see like a clearly Donruss in there and you G up and go, oh, clearly Donruss, I haven't seen that on the market for ages. The cards in that would be worth a shit ton. Go do your research. Zion's worth nothing now. Somehow Lamelo Ball's worth a lot more than Zion, which is fucking mind-boggling. Absolutely mind-boggling. It's just stupidity. Like, I don't get it. Anyway... Like, this is the type of stuff you need to go into and they break it down and it's priced according according to the breaker. You've got to think about it. The breaker's getting this product on the secondary market. So the, the breakdown for the breaker is on the secondary market price that's inflated because then they need to make a profit. No one out there is selling a break or selling a product at a loss. Once it gets to like secondary market stuff, like Cherry might sell their first case at a loss, but they're the cheapest 
product, yeah, first drop in the world. But then from then on, it's it's a profit. That's just how you do it. You mitigate it, your costs, and you, it's too much business talk. But just do your research. This is the type of stuff you got to look at: print runs, checklists, cases. What cases are from? Is the case break? Uh, is the case you come out of the case? You got to do all this stuff. How long's it been sitting there? If the person says, oh, the product's been sitting here for five months, that means the hit of the case has come out. So it's just a filler box thrown in there just to make up the numbers. Fill up the break. Look, so you're going to get fucked up. And so this oh, is where I, where I bring man. it back to. It's us here as the hobbyist not being smarter and just buying blindly into these breaks. And, you know, now we are the people to blame for the box prices being so high. Yeah, right? stop blaming everyone Don't else. Don't, look, don't blame, don't blame Panini because Panini obviously wants to eat as much as they can eat. Like, they're in a bull run here. They're in a bull run. Yeah, but in saying that, Panini probably raised their price 150 bucks from last year. Yeah, or what was it? Yeah, 150 bucks. No, example, Panini say- sold their boxes for 2K straight from their website, man. And that's why the box price ended yeah, up the, getting the- to that. Yeah, because they sold yeah, them directly the- for 2K from their website. But, not for anything, right? Like, you got to understand, if they turn around and sell them for 500 from their website, they'll be on the secondary market straight away at 1200 right? That's exactly right, regardless. And people are buying up these boxes, even though the value's not there. Um, I mean, just think about it. You know, and I'll just bring it back, right? So, I'm just going to say, right? So, I've just gone through, had a look at some of my players, right? Uh, some of my favorite players. I mean... You've got here. Here are cards that have had a crazy run-up. So, like, I can go buy instead of spending two thousand dollars on a prison hobby box, I can go buy uh, a Kobe Bryant Lucky Thirteen Fleer BGS nine point five graded rookie for eleven hundred. So you can nearly buy two of those rookies, even though that card's had a mad run-up and there's been a mad run-up on the. You can buy two of those Kobe's, and there is not one player in that prison box that is going to be better than Kobe Bryant in. 20 years. I can tell you that. Guarantee that. And I'll put my life on it. Right? So I'd rather have the Kobe rookie. Let's just say that. Second one. You know this card, Dommer. LeBron James. I've spoken about. <laughs> I gave it as a, a saucy smoky. It's flying up at the moment. Upper deck rookie exclusive. Right? With a BGS 9.5 pop report of 1,236. As a BGS 9.5. Last sold. 900. I can go buy two of these, even though it's gone up crazy in the last three months. It's literally... Ridiculous. It's literally in the last three months, it's gone up 125%. You can still go buy two of those for the same price as a Prism Hobby Box. Mate, and do you can do yourself one better source. You can go buy LeBron and one Kobe for the price of a Prism There you go. And I can guarantee on my life that every person... Every player in that prison box, every rookie in that prison box, is not even gonna. They're not even gonna get to LeBron James's dick, literally. <laughs> He's not even gonna get that high. They'll be lucky to get to his knee. They'll be lucky to get to his knee of how of the greatness. They'll be lucky to get to his knee. <laughs> if they got to his, if they got to his dick, they'd be. They would. They would be like. They'd be somewhat. Mentionable. <laughs> oh, you <boys> <laughs> oh, 
I would say, you know what I would have said? It's more realistic. His toenail, because they're getting nowhere next near his toenail, mate. His big toe. Oh man! Like, look, you know, just put it into perspective. Like, I mean, do you want to throw me another player out there, Donald? Who we throw me something? Who we? I'll even say another one. Like, you, you can. Do you want me, I can rattle them off. Do you want me to rattle them off? Shaq, Duncan, uh, LeBron, Kobe. You can even probably get a Jordan out there for two K. That's uh, of better value. Like, you can even get a raw one, not even graded. Something really good. Uh, who else we got there? Uh, you can go buy. I'll be honest with you. You can go buy three uh, Charles Barkley downtown cards, which I reckon are better than that freaking box. Uh, who else is there? Steph Curry. I'd go buy him. Kevin Durant. Probably better than all those rookies as well. Uh, do you want me to keep going? I mean, uh, you, you could go buy PS18 Shaquille O'Neal tops paper. It's it, Even after its run-up. I mean, it was 400 before the run-up. It got as high as 1900 just under 2 k And now it is back down to $880. What the hell would you rather be holding in 20 years when Shaquille O'Neal is one of the top 10 players to ever walk the planet, top 15 player? Or would you have rather spent 2K on this Prism Hobby Box that is most likely not going to have one one player to the caliber of Shaquille O'Neal? Or Kobe, or LeBron. And this is the whole thing of this discussion. Uh, it is greed. It's becoming greed. And I said it a couple of weeks ago, and I think it was a bit facetious for me to say it, a bit stupid on my behalf. And I'll take full responsibility. I'm going to retract my statement. As fucked as this sounds, I'm actually going to retra- retract it. I said uh, recently that I think the, the joy in the hobbies come back. Yeah? I've, uh, I'm taking away. I'm just... I retract that statement. It was the stupidest thing I've ever said. The joy in the hobbies come back for flippers. Everyone else is sitting there going, uh, how the fuck can I afford product anymore? I mean, there are people out there that enjoy ripping product. They enjoy buying a box and ripping it. But at these prices, it's not enjoyable, Dommer. It's not enjoyable. Unless the only way to feasibly rip product right now you can't rip hobby boxes really because it's it's just you just don't get your value back. Maybe maybe yeah. I mean definitely not prism hobby boxes. Maybe you should be looking to another set. Maybe a revolution. I know revolution hobby boxes are going for around about five hundred. Maybe that's maybe that's more something that's that's plausible. Um, and this and this is where like I'm going to mention this and I know uh, our fantastic North American fans that listen to our show, you might lose a bit of interest in this, but it's a good thing to actually take this example. Yeah. Take this example and run with it a bit. I understand we're an exclusive to this sport in our country, but this is why I love team coach and I love AFL footy stars because a kid can still go into a news agency or a petrol station, wherever man. And they can buy a $3 packet of cards or you can go onto select's website or Anywhere, man. All these distributors, because they can't inflate the price of that product, it's at $105 or they sell it cheaper. As simple as that. And they can go and they can open 36 packets, man. And as we've seen out of the the product... There's a very good chance you make your money back. Yeah, but if if you want to sell it, you're going to make $100 or $50 on every box that you open. As simple as that. And, hey, you get lucky, you pull a marquee card, you pull a brown loaf to predictor... Of a good player, and you, you, you can make your money back. I mean, it's a fun product to rip. There's just, it's fun. there's just at the, at this kind of point, there's really, I mean, 
Yeah, there's no real product to rip, man. Uh, look, you know, last year in 7-Eleven, they had gravity feed coops. Gravity feeds? I haven't seen nothing this year. No gravity mate, feeds. Big, mate, there's people lining up at the at the truck when they open the back door, mate, just saying, oh, here's, the, here's fucking 100 bucks. I'll take the box. All right, here's, here's another know. card. You'll like this one, Donna. Um, I'm going to, instead of, instead of buying a 2K prison box, I'm going to go buy a 2018 Panini Tom Brady Kaboom for $1,800. I like that. Mate, I'm going to say something even ridiculous again. You could even go out of your way and say that you go spend that 2000 USD on a Luca. Because Luca's going to be better than all the rookies in this in this product. I'm Look, although that. I don't want to, like, I mean, I don't want to say that, but you know, your, your money probably is better off spending a Luca. It's, it's better. I can't believe I'm it saying is. that. We've been telling people not to go there, but it's true. I mean, you just, 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 please, please, I just implore people, just weigh up the options you have. If, if you were going to spend that money, and I'm not even, and I'm not even saying, and we're not even, just, we're, I'm just saying 2K the box overall, but even the the money for breaks. $100 spending on that break. How many boxes do you think if the price of the box is $2,000, how many, if, and it's $100 break, how many boxes do you think you're getting? You're going to be in a one-box break. The chance you even make that $100 back off a one-box break is no chance. A very, very minimal chance. You are honestly better, instead of gambling it there, if you really want to gamble, go to the freaking casino and put it on red and black. you got more chance of winning money and making Good. money. I, I'm telling you, Dom. It just, it doesn't make sense, especially now that it costs $40 from here, from Australia, and $20 in the US, and that's before you ship it and insure it to and from PSA, $40 here in Australia with the shipping and insurance, 40 AUD, and 20 USD, which is the base one, the, the, the one that takes 12 months, essentially, to grade to PSA, and 38 USD to BGS, and obviously you got 30 USD to... Uh, I mean, you got 20 USD to HGA and 30 USD. Is the value really going to be there? Even when you grade all those base cards? I don't know. I don't know. I think, you know, people just be smarter. Um, I think this, you know, uh, yeah, just, just just be smarter, man. I, and as Domus said, you know, do your research. Do your research. If you have a question, if you see a break, if you... Uh, like there's something like I mean about the value or something or whatever, and, and you are unsure, and you're you're maybe new to this hobby, uh, you've not been doing this long, and, and you want to get involved. I mean, and you're listening to us right now, ask us, send us a DM. I mean, we'll try help exactly. you. We'll try give you an answer. Try give you some guidance because there's nothing more than I hate than someone new that comes to the hobby and they go into these breaks and they're left with a bad taste in their mouth. And it ruins the hobby before they can even get into it. You know what I mean? And it was the advice that I gave a family friend that came to me. And I told him all the situation, how it goes. And he goes, he goes, and like he wasn't involved in any breaks. But I just told him, I was like, look, these are all the ways that people get involved in the hobby. You know, in my opinion, breaks are overrated. I go in some, but it's got to, the value's got to be there. Um, but, you know, he went the proper route. He was like, you know what? I like this guy. I ain't fucking around. Like, I'm going to buy two really good cards of this guy, and it was Justin Herbert. And he didn't mess around. Like, he went and bought, you know, the number one investor piece for all the investors, a prison PSA 10 silver, Justin Herbert. And he went and bought a prison 
base, PSA 10, Justin Herbert, right? And that was to start him off. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to start with those. And these are going in my collection, and they're staying there. Because I believe in Justin Herbert for the future. And that's how you do it. You know? And that Justin Herbert, not for anything, you can go buy PSA 10 Justin Herbert prison base card for $1,000 US. So you can get two of those for the price of that box. Right? And you're guaranteed to get that guy. I mean, in that box, you're not guaranteed to get a Lamello or an Anthony Edwards. It's true. So, just... I don't know. Think about it. Don't be a sheep. That's all I say. Don't be a sheep and keep following what everyone else does, which is going to these breaks blindly uh, when the value isn't there. And that's... The big word is value, man. The value's got to be there for you to put your money behind it. Or else you're better off taking that $100, $150, $200 you might be spending on the break and buying a single or buying a multiple of singles. You're better off bloody just as, as stupid as it sounds sometimes. If you're going into it blindly, you might as well get your money and flush it down your toilet. I'm serious. It's a harsh reality. You might as well just go flush it down the toilet. Or... DM me, I'll let you know what my PayPal is, and so you can send it my way. I'll, I'll happily take it. <laughs> All right. All right, Saucy. Let's move on. We had our little rant there. Uh, we mentioned Team Coach, of course, and uh, Footy Stars. Well, Team Coach, we haven't got our hands on it yet. If we see some packs over the weekend at Malden. Yep. I think there should uh, be some there. Rip, we'll get into we might Malden even do a little cheeky live rip on the IG if we, yeah. if we uh, find some packs for sure. 100%. Uh, we'll talk Malvin at the end of this segment uh, before we get into Saucy Smokey. But a few things uh, before we get to another question. We're going to jump in to, this is going to be a feature every week now on this podcast, the Panini blockchain update. Oh, right. Toma. So I've got it up here. Oh, wait, hang on, right. wait. Let me let me get it. You, you, you can start speaking about it. I'm going to get it up for the punters because yeah. I've actually well, organized the mini overlay here. So I'll be onto it real quick. All right. So... New crop have come through. Uh, if you listen to Crunch Time, we actually spoke about it. Uh, shout out to Rick, who made us aware of this on Clubhouse. You're a legend. Uh, we try to get you in the group uh, last night, but next time I have the opportunity, or Source has the opportunity to talk to you, we're going to thank you. You're a legend, man. We'll get him on the pod at some point. He's, 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 yeah. he, honestly, um, he's got some great stories to tell. He's been collecting for a very, very long time, so I think he'll be a great, great uh, get to uh, jump on the podcast. One of the, the many that we've made friends with through Clubhouse. And yeah, it was awesome that he gave us this piece of content. And like we say, we're not going to just say, oh, you know, I came up with this. He came up with this. Like, not came up, but he, he put made, us onto it because um, we weren't aware of it. He had heard it from someone. But because of him, we've spoken about it on two podcasts now. Crunch Time and this. Yeah. All right. Rick hasn't, I don't know. I haven't asked him, but I don't think he's got a podcast to go put this out on a platform like that. Yeah. So... We thank him for that. But the last one that we spoke about during crunch time was the uh, Real Madrid, Cristiano Ronaldo, gold vinyl, one-on-one gold. I still need to find out how you find out how much they sold for. Yeah, surely there has the to be I'm... a way. Because it, it, it's a blockchain card as well. So surely that it, it verifies that on the blockchain. So you can And you can find these. So I need to find out how, how we find that. What that I want to yeah. know what that sold for. I agree. I agree. Now, there's a few cards. Uh, obviously, it's been redone now. Uh, there was going live, and now these cards are live. So, it's a new crop of cards on here. And we'll re- go through them. Uh, and we'll let you know what's on here. We've got a uh, 2021 Panini blockchain. These are all Prism, yeah? When I talk about them. Uh, La Liga Auto from Koke. 101 Gold Vinyl. 
Uh, it's obviously counting down. There's two days, 10 hours, uh, 11 minutes as we're currently talking. Yeah, by the time you listen to this podcast, it'd probably be far less than 10 hours left and two days. Uh, there's this, These are the nice ones. The notable ones are the ones we're going to read out. But a 2021 Panini blockchain, Prism La Liga, Legends autograph, Raul, Raul. one of one gold final. That's at current price $14,244.90 USD. Still. Anyone watching on YouTube, you can uh, you can see these, and uh, and if you aren't, uh, I mean, go check out our uh, our YouTube version of this podcast, and uh, we have actually got this up, and you'll be able to see the Panini uh, Panini oh, America. John Moncayol. No, no, no. Now I like this Frankie De Jong, yeah, that was on here, but then I, I realized I got G'd up because I saw Frankie De Jong, and I'm like, you know, that's good value, that's really good value, and then I realized there's no auto on this card. Yeah, but you know, you, that doesn't mean it doesn't. But yeah, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, he's, he's still Honestly, a good player, a and it's it's a one of one. So I mean, if he does end up being uh, filling up to that potential and, and being a star at Barcelona, I mean, having a one of one, uh, if he in his Barcelona kit, I mean, I, I know it's not right. a rookie. It doesn't doesn't state that it's a rookie, but I mean, it's still a one of one. Let's be honest. So. And then, of course, my favorite soccer card uh, is obviously the La Liga Legends autograph of Fabio Cannavaro, 101 gold vinyl. Uh, just, we'll just skip favorite. over those uh, few that are in between there. There's probably not really... Yeah, there's nothing else there. There's always some big hits. Then we'll move on to NFL here now. There is a 2020. So this is a rookie card. A Joe Burrow rookie card. National Treasures blockchain Joe Burrow 101 NFL Shield Auto. It looks sick. It's at $56,979. For the record, that started at 80000 on, on, on Dux Auction. So, was it eighty or a hundred? I can 80. tell you right now. I'll uh, oh, okay. click into it. Okay. It, uh, these oh, are, no, it, all, it, it did start at 100 I believe. There you go. All these cards that Saucy and I are reading out at the moment are all blockchain with also the physical so, card. I'll just... Getting delivered to your Yes, yeah, so for anyone watching, watch. I'll just click uh, on this uh little uh there's like a little gift thing in the top right hand corner you'll see my my cursor my mouse is over it you click on the gift and it says here the buyer here when you click into it the buyer of this blockchain trading card will also receive a physical version so you get a a actual physical card national treasures joey burrow one of one nfl shield auto you get the blockchain version that that's a digital uh, NFT, and then you and also get the physical one. The physical. So just think about right. that. You're essentially getting two assets for the price of one. Even if you just get both of them and you sell the uh, blockchain for the value of the card, of what you paid in the Dutch auction and make your money back, and then you can just go grade the other one, send it to Ken Gold, and make freaking two hundred fifty thousand dollars. There you go. I just gave you your, your answer to all uh, life's problems, ladies and gents. But you've got to be willing to outlay the money. Uh, there's a Jacob Eason on here, one-on-one, NFL Shield, DeAndre Swift, same. Now, here's a nice one. 2020 Panini National Treasures Blockchain, RJ Barrett, one-on-one, NBA Logo Man, auto, very nice. This one I personally like. It's a Jimmy Butler, one-on-one, NBA Logo Man. I don't think that's going to go to for, for, for very much, Dommer. I reckon this will get, this will get below, you know, I reckon this won't get... I think it gets below five, maybe three. 
I think it's going to go right down. I don't. I just. I just don't. Oh, much, I might. I might drop my money. I just, on I just don't see people uh, paying that much when it's not. A, a what, about, what about what about this bad boy here? The Panini National Treasures Blockchain Lamello Ball One Hundred One Collegiate Patch Auto. There's also a Devin Vassell in there, and then the last three are baseball. There is a beautiful, beautiful uh, baseball patch of Aaron Judge One Hundred One. Uh, it's got dirt on the patch. It's got dirt on the patch. So this is definitely being used awesome. in a game. Like, that, that is absolutely, that is unreal. And there's a, and sorry, there's an auto on that too. There's Gavin Lux on here as well and a Drew Waters. So that's the update on the Panini blockchain. Uh, some nice cards on there. Now, question from Splash came to us also in this pre-pod that we're going to read out. And he asked, um, he wanted Source to go into this. Source gave the LeBron Wade Bosch Tops Matrix card as an alternate to LeBron Wade and Bosch's rookie card. It was them all together. But he wanted to know alternate investments for cards. Source. And Source has been a big, big believer in this. And that's pretty much what Saucy Smokey is. It's an alternate to the trend. Yeah. Source is just bucking the trend to find a better option for you to invest in. Sometimes he gives you the mainstream thing. He does, because he sees good value in that. But most of the time, it's just bucking the trend, looking in the opposite direction. Everyone's and mind you, right. this is, you know, we call ourselves a sports trading card and sports and sports trading card podcast. So, I mean, I could give you some obscure things that I've bought. Dom, you know, I've bought some DC stuff. I've bought... Uh, what else? What else in the rabbit hole? I was uh, going down the other day. Some some a LeBron James um, debut 2003 uh, uh, figure. It's a Le- 2003 debut figurine in the box. Don't ask me why. I was just like, oh, I mean, it's his rookie figure. Um, I mean, why not buy one? It's only 20 USD. I mean, who knows? Pokemon. The copious amounts of Pokemon. Pokemon. Uh, what else have I been down? What else, What other rabbit hole? I mean, Digimon. Digimon. Ah, uh, freaking! It just, just, it just keeps going, man. It just keeps going. So, uh, I mean, always looking for something else. I mean, um, and it just goes back to like, if you, like, it's just like educating yourself. It's like no different to when everybody was buying uh, Kevin Durant the first time round. I don't even remember when when Gary V first made his first post about Kevin Durant, where he's buying and he had the tops uh, white paper, and it just went bananas. Then it cooled off. You had an opportunity to buy, and now it's gone bananas again because everyone in the Dallas Card Show and everyone across the world, or generally in the hobby, thinks the Nets have the NBA championship sewn up, uh, which is just not a reality. But that's the perception of people right now. So his cards are getting a crazy run-up. Now, the first time around, uh, when Gary Vee posted about the the top's uh, white paper, um, KD. I was like, Let's, what other KD rookie cards are there? So I just, you know, went on eBay, as you do, and typed in Kevin Durant. Uh, he's put his rookie year. I can't remember exactly which year. Um, and wrote RC and just started going through and just seeing what I could find. I went through, went through. All right. Then I went to Cardboard Connection and just typed in Kevin Durant, you know, rookie cards and had to look through all the rookie cards that Kevin Durant's got. I was like, oh, you know, Fleer. I went, went and looked at the pop report. I'm seeing shit. Like, Fleer compared to that Tops card, there's way less graded. Um, 
there's way less tens, there's way less nine fives on this Fleer stuff. Like, why is no one buying Fleer? Like, is tops the be all and end all? And at the time, like the top stuff was was, was run up, and I was able to pick up some graded PSA tens A A D of uh, KD, sorry, um, for like under a hundred USD, and uh, a nine five Fleer two one two rookie for. 90 USD or 85 USD. Um, now, it's about thinking outside the box. I did the same thing with Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts got mentioned by Gary V talking about his Tops update. Everyone run to run by the Tops update. I went and found out what other potential um, Mookie Betts rookie cards there are. I wasn't really informed. I actually was like, found other rookie cards spoke to someone else who lives in America, who's a friend of mine in the hobby, and asked him about the different sets, what this means, what this means. And I found that the actual, the Bowman First Prospects actually set comes prior to the Tops Update set. So it's before. But people don't perceive it as much. But technically, it is still a rookie card. It's his prospect card. So I went there, and I started buying PSA 9s of this prospect card. It's like a paper card. I mean, at the time, they were 30 bucks. Or something like that. They're now selling for a hundred. So there's opportunity wherever you want to divert from the main, uh, you know, from the herd, as I say. Um, and it's it's about researching and doing the research into that player, into a different set. So in terms of that tops matrix set, I happen to be put onto it by someone. I scrolling through Instagram. Scrolling through stories. This is why I like seeing what people post because, like, it gives me ideas. And I seen it posted. I'm like, oh, this this looks like an interesting card. Let me let me, you know, I didn't just be like, oh, that looks like an interesting card. Let me go buy one. I said that looks like an interesting card. It's got LeBron. It's got Wade. It's got Bosch. What's the set? Tops Matrix. Okay. What's the pop report? Uh, what other cards are in the set? How much is this going for? What other comparable cards are there like this on the market? And that's where I came up with the comparison to the Irving Magic and uh, Bird card. And was like, I think this card's severely undervalued, especially with how many are graded. Uh, with the tough nature of the card being, you know, uh, hard to grade. And um, the perforated, uh, you know, borders that uh, people ripped apart. And you see a few uh, graded that are just the LeBron on the card. Uh, I, I find that interesting. Um, but, you know, it's obviously going to gain more value with all three uh, together. So, it's just about... Look, I get ideas from scrolling through eBay. I get ideas scrolling through uh, uh, Instagram. I get ideas scrolling through Facebook. I mean, you know, I had an, uh, another ingenious idea, which, you know, I told you about the other day, uh, Doma, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to reveal it on the pod because... I'm going to have to hold this one under wraps for a little bit longer. Uh, and maybe maybe I might uh, throw a bone out there in, in a future pod. But, you know, how, how did I come up with this idea? Just being observant. You know, spending time to, to read stuff. Instead of just scrolling, reading. Uh, you know, someone put a post on Facebook in, 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 a, in, in a Facebook group. And, it's, you know, it was like a big slab of words. But instead of just scrolling past it because it wasn't like, you know, it, short it wasn't short text... I started, I skimmed through it and I started reading and I was like, oh, this looks interesting, this looks interesting. Oh, okay, let me do research. Bit of Google, bit of this, bit of that. Figured out, 
oh shit, you know, there's an opportunity here. Um, so it's just about being observant. Uh, and then once you observe and something catches your eye, then putting in the research to find out whether you genuinely think that it's going to bring you uh, value or bring value to your collection, bring value to you potential uh, with the potential to flip so you can gain a, a monetary uh, addition and you know have more money to then buy cards that you do want. So every opportunity, uh, buying cards is not just for me, is not just about going out and buying that card that I want for my PC. Buying cards for me is buying the cards that I see are, you know, as everyone likes to call, undervalued or potentially people aren't... Room for growth. Yeah, room for growth. And then getting onto that before the majority of people get onto it and then having that at the right time so that when people do get onto it, you are there and you've been on it uh, already well before and you're there to just sell it to those people. So that's that's where it's like looking into the alternate rookies is such a thing and don't just get stuck on like the main ones. It's just like, why why the hell am I buying Prism, uh, not Prism, Zion Marquee rookies? I buy it because I like the card. First of all, I buy it. Second of all, because I like Zion. And for $10, where I'm picking them up for $10, I think it's a low risk to high reward play. I did the same thing with Luka Doncic. I was picking them up for $15 to $20. Now go, someone go look up how much Luka Doncic marquee cards are. I mean, I'll go look it up myself right now. And I'll tell you. You know, while everyone was buying the optics, while everyone's buying the Lucas Selects, while everyone was paying overs for the prisms, I went and bought Luca Doncic Marquee rookies. And not for anything, they are now literally for twenty I didn't pay more than twenty five dollars for one. That's AUD. And they are now selling raw, last sold, ninety, ninety nine. 60 75 So I, didn't, I only paid 25 That's US. I didn't pay $25, more than $25 for one of them. So it's about finding opportunity where everyone else is flocking to something. Maybe the room for growth is just as good on something else, but just because it's not as sexy because it's not a $100 to $500 play, but it's a $25 to $100 play, Hey, it's still four extra money. So you do you you buy ten of those Luca rookies, you've got over a thousand dollars. True. So like I mean, just think about it like that. So and that the, I did the same thing with Kevin Durant, did the same thing with Mookie Betts. I'm actually got to sell some of Mookie Betts because the, the market's gone nuts on it. I mean, let's let, here's another one for 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 reference. As I said, I'll look up the price of it right now. I looked it up um, the other day. And then and then we'll move and then we'll move on to Saucy Smokey after this, um, Doma. So I was just buying PSA nines, Mookie Betts, uh, Bowman, P not the Bowman Chrome, just the Bowman Paper, not the Chrome variant. Uh, I was just buying the cheapest one on the market, and that's just because it was a low risk, high reward play. Mookie Betts won an MVP. Mookie Betts won a world title. Mookie Betts also won another world title. And I bought these at the start of last season. I'm still holding them. I sold one. I had three of them. 
I sold one and I made back all, nearly all the money that I paid for all three. That's crazy. So now I'm essentially, I'm essentially sitting on two other rookie Mookie bets, rookie cards for not really much and graded too. Here we go. The Bowman Chrome's gone for 150. They all gone for fit. Here we go. Bowman first. Oh, I'll tell you what. This is just telling me right now. I'm going to have to list this straight on eBay after we get off this podcast. Last sold 125 bucks. I bought them for 30. And I had an opportunity to buy 10 of them. There was a guy who had a, a lot of 12 and I only bought three. Jesus. So just, just look. It's just being wet. And not, not to say that I haven't been burnt on some investments. Like I have been burnt. I mean, one that I have been burnt, and I, I mentioned it to you in, in a group chat, Donna, was uh, the LeBron first year optic card. I got burnt severely. And now I learned from that mistake, and I've, I've learned, you know, someone mentioned to me about uh, uh, Ronaldo's first Juventus card. And I said to him, eh, I wouldn't be going down that road because let's be honest, if LeBron's first Lakers card wasn't a thing, what makes you think that Ronaldo's first Juventus card is going to be a thing? If LeBron, the biggest, most well-known basketball player in the world, uh, going to the biggest franchise in the world, his first Lakers card not being a thing, and and that optic, you know, base card, the PSA nines at one point were three hundred bucks, the base card, and now they're forty, Doma, thirty. I mean, I bought one at I bought two at a hundred, thinking I got a deal. Hundred USD each. Now they're thirty dollar card, man. I sold I yeah, I sold man. one for sixty US dollars. I literally lost six. I literally lost seventy Australian dollars on it. I sold it. I just got out of it. I kept one. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna keep it for my PC. Stuff it like LeBron card stuff. It. I'll wear it. But you know, you you can get burnt, and that's where it's like that. There, I wouldn't be thinking as as an like that's not a rookie. So alternate rookies, as Splash is saying, it's always much safer. Alternate rookies is definitely a great idea. And, you know, I just bring it back to, like, do your research. Um, understand the pop reports. And if there's a short print on the pop, even better, dude. Even better. Like, then you've found a gem. Then you DM me and let me know what that card is, uh, Dennis, from Splash Culture. And uh, me and you, we're getting rich. So... <laughs> All right, beauty. Uh, just before we do get to Saucy Smoky and finish up uh, the podcast, uh, Malvin Card Show this Sunday for Australian listeners. We've had a few people reach out and say they're going to be there, and we are super excited that we're going to be able to meet you in person. Uh, Saucy is getting himself geared up and ready. We are going to probably vlog. We're going to walk around and probably interview people that are there. Uh, there's going to be a few big guys in the Australian uh, collecting space there, store owners there as well that we can interview and talk about and ask them during COVID and since we've come out of lockdowns and stuff and the international market, how their businesses have flourished with the card market. would be interested to get an insight into that. So we've got a bit on the cards on Sunday. And also, don't forget, we're going to be handing out our saucy coverage packs which is saucy collectible slash double coverage uh packs we're going to give them to kids if we see kids we've got pokemon we've got afl what else we got nfl NFL, nba and nba of course we're stacked i don't even know how we're going to carry them domo those boxes are so heavy nah we can't take them all bro we can't take them all once we run out we run out we'll have to take we can only take half there's a lot 
I'm gonna bring a backpack anyway. So well, my backpack's gonna be full of uh, full of cards, so I can make some deals. I'm gonna look be yeah. looking to make some deals, get some content for that vlog. Um, I mean, people, please, you know, we're gonna have our double coverage gear on. If you see us down there, if you listen to this podcast, please come up to us and come say hello. Up, and if we, and, and if we don't recognize who you are, it might be because we know you by your Instagram handle. So tell us what you you know, be like. Introduce yourself. My name is whatever. I'm da 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 on Instagram. And then we'll be like a light bulb moment. We'll click, and you know, let's have a yeah. chat. Let's you know, we're excited I'm, I'm to meet people. Uh, I mean, this is what the hobby's about, man. Like, I mean, I'm so g'd up to go to this card show. I was shattered last year when this was supposed to go ahead, the Melvin card show, and I was actually inquiring to the to get a table there um, last year. I was going to get a table. I was in the process of getting it, and then it all got shut down. So, I mean, I'm so excited. I mean, decided not to get a table this time. Maybe next time around, maybe next uh, card show that comes up in Melbourne, I might get a table and, and look to, to expand on, on that point. But, you know, excited for it. Uh, once again, I will make note, I will chuck the link to the event, Facebook event, in the description. You can then go click on that link and purchase a ticket. Tickets are $6. So, not for anything. It's not expensive. So yep. get down there, say good day, uh, and we'll see how we go. I'm gonna be down. We are going to be down there uh, from the beginning. So we're just. I mean, I'm. I'm hopefully planning to get down there no later than 9:30, so I can get in there. Hopefully, get some deals done uh, prior to you know majority of the people probably rocking up because I don't think everyone's gonna be as eager beans as us. I mean, they will be eager, but maybe not uh, so eager that you know I want to get in there and try pick off the good stuff before you guys come and then and then maybe make some deals with you. <laughs> but we're looking forward to meeting you all and uh yeah like sauce said look out for that double coverage logo and come say hi all right sauce sauce is smoky to end the show all right doma uh we talked about in uh, it's been talked about so many times and, and these this is from people that have been in the hobby longer than me and it's also what i've noticed what i've observed over the last two years being in the hobby right the perception of people is that uh, they have the inability to look past three to four months, right, in the hobby. This is where you can seriously find some opportunity, all right? NFL season. I can't believe, N- I can't believe this card, by the way, that you're about to say. It's a freaking joke. NFL season starts in seven months. I was just said. People got that inability to look past three to four months. So now is a great time to be looking at NFL guys. Jumping on your card ladder. Jumping on cardladder.com. If you don't got the pro version, what the hell are you doing? Get the damn pro version. Because you can go back and have a look at what these prices were selling for six six months ago at at the beginning of last season. You can see the potential run-up that could happen again on the lead-up into this next season. Right, you could see that same run up where you could potentially flip the card for a profit. And now the guy I'm talking about, he's won an MVP. So I just I don't understand like why people aren't, you know, why people aren't higher on him uh, than they than they already are. But um, I'm going to bring up the mini home overlay. So bring up the card and bring up the player. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to view this and on. on uh, uh, 
podcast, the, the card that I have brought up is the 2018 Select Lamar Jackson number to 70 Concourse Base PSA 10 with a total pop report of 284. So under 300 pop on the PSA 10. Now, if you go back and have a look back on the 20th of the 9th last year, this card was selling for as high as 600, uh, not 600, $470. Last sold, 165 That is a 50% discount. More than a 50% discount. You go have a look here. It is down, real dollar change in the last six months, $305. 65%. for an MVP. An MVP. I don't care what you say. He's going to come out next season. They've got a good team. He's a good quarterback. He's going to dominate again early. He's, like he exactly. Did. Whether he does anything good, then his prices are going to run up through the roof again. Thank you very much, Doma. You could buy 10 or 20 of these. You could literally invest $1,200 over the next seven months and turn that $1,200 into potentially over $5,000. So it maxed out at about $500. $500 is the max this card's ever been. It dropped down as low as... You could have been like, I mean, I was onto this late, yeah, Doma. Is this for the ten? This is for a ten. So these, after obviously he got knocked out, uh, and around the start of December, sort of soon after he got knocked out, there was this was a hundred thirty dollar card at one point. There's there's a sale here for a hundred five dollars. Few sales for 120, 130. Got bumped up to over two hundred, then came down. So this is the yearly chart that I'm showing everybody. This is why you got to get card ladder because you can go back and see shit. This card was up around here, and that was like around the start of the NFL season. Previously, then it going down. Now it's gone right down. It's one sixty five. Now, for the record, I'm going to say to people, I was able to pick one up uh, from a fellow Australian who had one of his shipping my cards account, and I was happy to pay two hundred USD, more than happy, because this card was up. Up over 450. So you're telling me if this gets to 350, Dom, I'm happy to sell it and take 150 profit. I'm not a Lamar Jackson collector. As I said, I look for opportunity to flip cards to then buy more cards that I want to purchase and have in my PC. So and yeah, it's fair. all part of it. If you if you are ignorant to not buying NFL cards, well, you probably should start looking into it because there's opportunities. And this is a great opportunity to get in on an MVP caliber player. And it's a quarterback, which quarterbacks run the NFL market. So, you know, at two, I bought one at two hundred. Last sold here is one sixty-five. Mine, my, my sale is not on card ladder because it was off. It was a private, was a private sale. sale off any platform. I mean, worked out better for the for the for the seller uh, as he didn't have to pay any fees. And yeah. I just I just don't see why this card doesn't get a run up le leading up either leading up into the season. He starts hot. We all know what will happen. Sell that damn card. Move it on. And if you're in Australia, I suggest if you buy one in America, bring it to your ship my cards account. Do not bring it back to Australia. Keep it in America and sell it directly from your ship my cards account, which is what I will be doing. Sell it directly from your ship my cards account to. List it straight on eBay and put the ship my cards address as the from address and sell it directly on the American market because you'll be able to flip it much, much quicker. 
Albeit you got to play eBay fees, but hey, you're able to move the card on. Potential to make 100, minimum 100 USD you'll make on this card. Maybe 200 USD. So, just think about that. Saucy Smokey, another week. Lamar Jackson, 2018. Panini, select. Concourse, base card. PSA, 10. Bang. Awesome. Another one done and dusted. All right, ladies and gents. It's been a pleasure being Dom with the great man source. Keep living, loving, and breathing all sports. It's double coverage and peace. Peace out, ladies and gents. Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a review on the Apple Podcasting app. Also, follow us on socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Talking old spots. Double curb.